Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CrushCast Podcast 7 of 750. Our goal is to have you get to know our people and be inspired by our people. Today, the chair of the NAF, Angela Anderson, and she'll walk through her transition into the business as an RBG advisor, and then developing a partnership with a traditional advisor, and then finally, her ascension to the chair of the NAF. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Angela Anderson, take me back. Take me back to when you decided to break into the business. What was that decision like? It was a fairly easy one. I had graduated from Ashland University with finance, uh, with a finance degree, and had interviewed with a number of different companies that offered a whole variety of different ways to get into the business. And ultimately, in a very traditional sense, it was the RBG. And what was it about the RBG that appealed to you at the time? I was a young female with friends that were just as broke as I was, and family that loved me dearly, but wasn't quite ready to trust me with their money. So it was a way for me to start working with people day one and be trained on a path of here's how you do it, here's how you get started, start with the basics, and then run from there. The model immediately made sense to you, at least in concept. All right, so but how how about in practice? So now you're going into schools and you're trying to catch teachers in the hall. What was that process like? I had a great manager uh, and the manager said you're going to work one school district and that one school district was 6,500 prospects in roughly 50 to 55 buildings and he said this is kind of how you start a conversation with the secretary. All right, now go. Here's the building list. Here's the addresses. Um, And so I just started going down the list and it was organized by clusters of schools Uh, There was a couple elementary schools, middle school, high school, and I just started going one by one, figuring out and getting lost. Was it scary initially? Absolutely. But it um, it was a challenge that was worth it at the time and still is. But when I look back at how I got started, it was pure faith that I knew what the heck I was doing and that I was being told exactly what needed to be done, and which was go talk to people. So that's interesting. I mean, ultimately, people have to choose to believe. In your circumstance, what was it? Was it the model? Was it your, your manager? Was it a combination of both? Was, was it a belief in yourself? What was it? Uh, I don't know if it was really any of those things. It was I had a desire to work with people. I loved working with numbers and money, and I grew up in a family where Um, We didn't have a ton of money, but it was important to save. And so I went with the belief that I'm going to give this a try and help people who need help. All right. How about today? How many clients do you have? I have roughly 1,200 clients. 1,200 clients. Mm -hmm. And how do you keep that together? A tremendous business partner and staff. (laughs) And how how is your staff set up? And and how, how is your structure of your office set up? So I joined with a business partner roughly 10 years ago. Um, uh, He was traditional, a little bit older. He was a he, I was a she. Yeah. Uh, And I started to find that there were some um, areas where I couldn't help, not because of the lack of knowledge, but because of the relationship. And so Tom and I started working together on a couple of clients. 
and we said, I think we might have something here. So you started out just working joint, and that clicked, and then over time you became partners. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. All right, now you are the chair of the NAF. I am. So how, how did that happen? And what, when were you first approached probably about being a rep? I was. Actually, it was my business partner, Tom, who okay. was the branch rep. Uh, prior to me being elected on and he said I think it would be a really great experience for you to to broaden your your knowledge base not just with the company but um, in the industry and so I think there were uh, maybe three or four of us that ran for the branch rep position yeah. and I had a lot of support and was elected on and the rest is history, I guess. Well, great validation from your peers. So now you're elected and you're representing the branch, but mm -hmm. now you're going to meetings. And there are a lot of people that are probably listening to this that are familiar with the NAF, but not as familiar with the process. What did you learn when you started going to the national meetings and getting engaged with the calls about the NAF and the, and the crucial role it plays in the firm? Absolutely. I think the first thing I learned is as you get involved in the business, there are pain points. There are issues that uh, probably could be solved but you're not quite sure how to solve them and I started internally to say okay what could I change and then I found out very quickly that I wasn't the only one mm -hmm. that there were a lot of people that felt the same pain points uh, that had the same issues that I did and then I just started to learn from that experience well, how do we make progress within the company and the NAF is that chassis to run on to make that effective change for the company and for the field. So you must have had a good experience representing the branch to then ultimately someone approached you about leadership mm -hmm. and you thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it? How, how did that happen? Yeah, it, it went fairly quickly. Uh, when I get involved in things, I, I kind of am all in. And so uh, I got to know quite a few people and I was approached pretty quickly because I was active with the NAF, I participated, I was on the calls, um, I was involved in communications with home office when, it, when appropriate. And so a couple people recognized that I might have an opportunity to excel on to executive committee. Um, to be truthful, I had never thought of running hmm. for executive committee. Um, but I had a few very crucial people. I could name probably two dozen people that yep. that supported me through the process. And I just, I said, okay, if you think that I would be good at it and I think there's an opportunity, uh, let's do it. And so I, I ran and I failed three times. Ah. Uh, and then uh, I think it was the third or fourth time I tried for executive committee. I was elected on. And good for you. And just moved right up the ranks refusing to say no good yes, that is persistent. absolutely awesome so now you're on the executive committee because you're determined and you will not quit and now running for chair so what's that like it has been uh, it's been a year it's a lot of change I think what I've learned throughout the process is there's a whole lot that we don't know about the decisions that are made and I think that there's it's just a very eye-opening experience is what I would say. I came straight from college, became an RBG rep. It was very lateral in terms of my expertise and my knowledge. And then once I started to get involved in, in deeper conversations about the company and how decisions are made, it really opened my eyes up to how I should run my business. 
and that was a point where I started to learn a whole lot. So you've seen the complexity of certain business decisions. Absolutely. Multiple departments, no easy, sometimes it's easy perhaps for an advisor to look at a decision and say, that's just a bad decision. Mm -hmm. But then you see, well, what else was considered and what actually happened? As I sit here and listen to you, the thing that is clear is you are incredibly determined. That's very, very impressive. And you have had a huge impact, I think, on the NAF and on, as a result on the entire field. Now, let me ask you this. How do you keep it all together? You have 1,200 clients. <laughs> you're the chair of the NAF. And then how do you build in the juggle of your life? How do you get it done? It is the people I have surrounded myself in my life. Uh, my, my husband's been a huge support. Um, there's no way to juggle the family and, and business and life without a good supportive uh life partner uh, but my business partner technology i am constantly doing business on the road uh, in the rbg you learn to do business in your car while you're waiting on an appointment and that's sometimes what happens i've got 30 yeah. minutes before an appointment and all right i'm just going to flip my computer on and and my ipad on and answer some emails and i think that when we talk about the people uh, you surround yourself with I heard once that you are the direct result of the six people you spend the most amount of time yeah. with. Yeah. Maybe it's five, maybe it's yeah. six, but. Well, as I listen to you, so I'll play it back. Uh, you are determined, you believe, you execute, and then you work in partnerships. And that's your magic formula. Well, it has been a blast visiting with you. Thank you for what you do for all of us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Hope you enjoyed that discussion with Angela. In terms of breaking into the business, it was pure faith. And the pattern I saw, partnerships. Partnership with her district manager, with her business partner, Tom, with her husband, and then finally with her colleagues on the NAF. So proud of the NAF and the support that they provide to our company dating back to 1971. An amazing differentiator. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day today.